Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, Christian Mindset Coach, Alicia Michelle. Very happy that you are joining me here today because we are talking about fear. And fear can rear its head in many different forms, but we often see fear in a place of our lives when we're stepping out into something bigger, something that's beyond us. And we talk about in the Christian Mindset Makeover two different kinds of fear, Yerah fear and Pakad fear. And those are based on two Hebrew words, which we don't have time to explain today. But basically, the difference between those two are that one is a leaning into God and one is a, a wise turning away from a kind of a fear. So we will deal with some of that today when we talk to Stacy in her conversation this conversation is taken from the Christian Mindset Makeover. This is one of our hot seat coaching sessions that we offer as part of the live version of the Christian Mindset Makeover. And this is something that all of the members of the Christian Mindset Makeover can come to and hear and learn from, but we select a couple of them to have this time to interact with me regarding these questions. So the ladies that you hear in these coaching sessions that we're sharing on the podcast, these are women who have been in the Christian Mindset Makeover and they are working through some of these issues, but they want to go back and forth on these specific questions. Here is that conversation with Stacy. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So again, I have seen some of the information that you're sharing, but I would love for you to share in your own words, what is something that you feel you would love to work through today in coaching? So I feel like I've kind of been able to work through a little bit of that, but it's been something that's been in my life for a long time and it just shows in different ways, but I don't know if I would call it self-sabotage or I just get to like, I have this currently, like I have this dream on my heart to do. And it's like, just when things feel hard, I am easily like, it's too hard. So I just stop. Or if something else comes along, I'm so quick to be like, yeah, I'll do that instead. That looks good because I'm good at it. So I'll just do it. So take kids ministry, for example. I have just always said yes, because right now we are the young family in the church. We have kids. So we just kind of sink into that position. And I'm finding the more I say yes to those things, the more I'm saying no to the dreams that I feel like are on my heart. And then I feel guilty for saying like, I have dreams too. <laughs> like, But I feel like I'm always that person that just either puts my stuff on the shelf and does something else, or I think I know better than God. And I go down a different path thinking oh, I'll get there quicker. Like even with this material stuff, I'm like, oh, I got to get to the end so I can figure it out and like have all the answers and not take the slow thing. Like, mm -hmm. so I'm just constantly like backpedaling and thinking that it's almost like I have this big dream. And if I actually followed what God said, I would get there but what do I do when I get there? Cause it feels really big. It feels really yeah. beyond me. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. That seems like a lot yeah. to carry. I mean, this is like you said, this ongoing thing of not just one issue, but it's going into all these other areas of life and feeling very overwhelming. It sounds like a little bit, <laughs> a little intense. You, you mentioned this, this dream. Mm -hmm. Do you have a sense of what that dream is? Yeah. What is it? You feel so, comfortable sharing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And actually I had the opportunity to preach at my church on Sunday and I finally mm -hmm. shared it with people. And I feel like that awesome. is. Wow. Yeah. This course is done. 
years back in 2005, I was able to go to a dream center. So there's dream centers in like LA. So they, they're mm-hmm. just very community oriented. They, yeah. you know, provide laundry services, computers, like they're just there to serve the community. So mm-hmm. um, there's one in Medicine Hat here in Canada and mm-hmm. um, my cousin worked at one. And I feel like that's where it just, the seed was kind of planted. And so I shelved it. And then I went to Bible college and I even like designed the bathroom. I drew a bus of what it would look like to go pick up kids and to be able to come. And so I have a binder with ideas, shelved it. And, um, and then in 2015, 2016, it had got a name. And so it's Studio 33, a place where kids can come and create and find out who they are and just develop these things, whether it's because I have all these things. I've always been good at drawing, writing. And I'm like, God what do I do with all this stuff? And I just never felt like I had a very clear purpose and how many kids feel that way or how many adults feel that way, where we just, just need somebody to come alongside of us. Like I was even talking to my mom, like she made four years Bible college and didn't finish because she had to write a thesis and it was hard. I want to be the person that helps somebody and says, don't give up, don't quit, follow this. And so like, I can see it. Like I, I, last night we were talking about it. I'm like, I can see the decal on the wall, on the, on the window and see like people can look in and see kids painting. They can see kids writing stories. They can see kids just spending time together. And when we close the doors, then we would have Bible study and people would come in and we would do like really deep dives and teach people how to have conversations about sharing the love of Christ and stuff. And just, I feel like my idea of what church is, is changing and God's changing my heart. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible that you have such a clear vision about what it is. What feels like it's getting in the way of that? I've been like a really big people pleaser, like my entire life. So I think walking away from things that I'm currently involved in, fear of what people will think, fear of, you know, if it doesn't work or things like that. Fear is like plays a a huge part in it. So fear plays a huge part in it. What are some of those fears when you think about them? How does that make you want to just kind of stay in where you are? Well, I think one of my big, well, a big fear was um, that I'm working through is that God was disappointed in me that I I should be able to, you know, get together. Or if, because I've said yes to kids ministry for so long, now I'm committed to that. And now I want to turn around and do something else. And I always thought that if I said no, that I'd be missing out on an opportunity. It's like this or nothing. Yeah. Just holding that guilt or just, you know, staying in it because that's what you're supposed to do as a young mom in church. You're supposed to be in the kids ministry. You're supposed to all those supposed to things that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. It's like when you're, when you're good at something doesn't mean that's the thing that you're supposed to do. It just, you just naturally kind of fall into that place. Yeah. And so that, that's what I'm learning now is that I don't have to say yes to everything. And this probably past couple months have been really about learning to say no, mm-hmm. even when it's hard, even when you think you're going to disappoint people, you're really saying no to the things that God's put on your heart. Yeah. I hear this tug and pull in you. Like you're saying, when you're saying no to the things out in front of me, so I can say yes to God, that's good. But then there's still this, like, I I'm, I'm somehow held back by what other people think. And I'm, I'm afraid of it. Where do you think some of that's coming from? Has there been some way that you have found worth to, 
to continue to oh like do the right thing, be the good girl, follow the rules, don't rock the boat, do what everyone expects of you, that kind of a thing. What is that about, do you think? Yeah, I think probably a lot of that is, I don't remember my parents ever together. So it was like mm. this every other weekend at my dad's house. And so through my life, like when anything good happened, I called my dad because it was almost like, I was like, I need to prove to him that I wasn't somebody that you needed to walk away from. And so through this, it wasn't about me. Like it wasn't about me needing to prove anything that I was good, that I was worthy of staying for because at one years old, He didn't leave because I was crying all the time and needed diapers changed. So I held that for a long time. Like I thought I dealt with that. I've kind of stopped when things happen, really going to him first. So my worth was really, really wrapped up in what I was able to do. And people saying, oh, you do such a good job. Like, and then it was literally taken from me. Like before COVID happened, somebody put in a complaint that I was baking from my home because it was just a small business that I was baking from home. We have different rules here in Canada. So I didn't have a permit. I was just baking for friends and it started to get bigger and we got shut down by the health department. It was gone in an instant. And the knock of a door, it was gone. And all of a sudden I had to figure out who I was. I really feel like it was a God thing. Because I was at the point where I needed to walk away and I couldn't because I was hanging on to the words that people would say. Just the value that I drew from it was filling me up and filling me. And so I couldn't say no to people. And I was putting my family on hold. My weekends were consumed. I was up late at night. I, you know, all these things. And I could see like it wasn't healthy. Even now, probably in the last couple of months, I've said yes to doing cakes and cookies, but I have been very firm too. And it's been a really huge lesson that way that my value is not wrapped up in what I do. Mm. And you figure that out really quick when it's taken away from you. Right. What is so challenging about when we have these deep wounds, we do find healing from them, but then it's like, if you were to break your hip, you're going to have that as a weak part in your body. So it's not that the healing hasn't come, but if you fall, that bone is weak and it may break again. We have these weak areas and God is so kind to help us heal a little at a time. It's like we're going up a staircase. Every time we come around to the certain side, we he allows us to address it in maybe in a new way. So in the past, like you said, this people-pleasing thing, there was, sounds like you had a lot of growth and you can see how this, cake business was a, was a huge blessing and you're able to to do good things you weren't able to let go of it the yeah. people pleasing side of it and god had to intervene and because you took that first step what if this next dream idea of stepping out and doing this is like the next round of the helix like if you had tried to do that then is it would you agree that it probably would you never be able to, i mean gosh there's so much right but now it's like god's like So let's talk about this again. (laughs) What do you think about this? How might this be an opportunity to figure out and trust God and to lean into that your raw side of fear? Well, my word for this year was stepping into and like stepping into the person that God has called me to be. Mm. And like, I feel like growing up in church too, people are very quick to be like, you're called. There's a call. Mm. I see potential news. There's a call. And then you hold on to that. I think there is, there's a part of fear that lets you know that you can't do this on your own and you need Mm. God. 
Yeah. But I don't want that debilitating fear anymore. This time, I don't want to shelf this dream. I feel like it's time. And so I don't, I, I don't want that debilitating fear anymore. What will it be like to live without that debilitating fear? What would that Stacy look like that's different from how you are right now? I feel like she would be confident, confident in the sense that I'd be willing to put it out there. And even if it doesn't land the way I think it's going to land, that that's okay. It's better to try than to not. I'm a mom of three girls and my baby is now going to middle school. And I'm like, I only have so much time to be able to show them that they can follow their dreams too. And that they're, they're created for a specific person. I want to be a person that encourages that unique gift in people. And, and is able to build that within them. And it's taking steps and not being fearful and not having that soundtrack in my head that you're just going to shelf this again. You're just going to give up. You're going to be like, um, maybe there's something else. Something else will come in your Facebook feed. Oh, well, that's only a couple hundred dollars. Why don't you take that and do that instead? I don't want to. I know I've been saying this. If you've been saying something constantly for years, then chances are it might be something that you should kind of chase. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And and so before we dig into that a little bit, what feels like something you would like to walk away with from this conversation today, specifically related to this? Just, I want to have that statement or when I feel that heaviness of this feels hard, how can I come back at that? Knowing what the dream is, knowing what my desire is to help people and knowing that's bigger than whatever the hard and the hard is an opportunity to grow. not an opportunity to slink back. You mentioned that there's this place where you feel like you're going to give up. Why do you think that happens or has happened in the past? Maybe it's something that I don't feel like what I want to do is maybe relevant. When I go to family stuff, I'm the only one that goes to church. So when this is a very public dream, when they say, you know, what does your daughter do? It goes back to the people pleasing part of it too. What are people going to think? I grew up in this town. I hear this too, this fear of disappointing them, this fear of they expect me to do this certain thing and that I'm already this person that believes differently from them. In that moment when you are afraid to move forward, what do you think you're trying to protect yourself from? I don't know. Like I've done other things fearlessly. Did something I feel like I want. Like I went and took social work and finished it. I moved to Ontario after I didn't want to be (laughs) at home in a small town. Like I keep training your brain that you you've done a hard thing yes this is a little harder but you've done it once you can stick with it and do it again right right so it's almost like we it sounds like we need to help you acknowledge we don't want to be mad and and shame ourselves for this for feeling afraid yeah because it's like that is a core thing this is such a an important dream to you such Mm -hmm. a big thing with so much attached to it that it's almost like hard to describe how much it would hurt to fail. And so it's very vulnerable. And we need to accept and understand why this feels overwhelming. I'm not doing this because I'm awesome and I'm just going to have so much bravery. I'm doing this because God's called me. And that's why I can be confident. But it's okay to to still have days where I'm completely freaked out and overwhelmed by this calling, (laughs) God. Yeah. So what is that, that both and that I've proven to be brave in the past? Like you said, I've shown up. I've done these things. I've, I've done all these big things. How can I honor that, but also have compassion for this side of how vulnerable and tender this is? 
a lot of the things that I've done in the past have been on my own. It's like me trying to be like figuring it out. And this time I really feel like I'm doing what God's asked me to do. And that's what feels tender about it. That's what makes me want to like do this well and protect it. What can I do now that's small? How can I start small and just honor God with that little piece? Mm-hmm. And what is that little piece? I can be thankful for the things that I've done in my past. And I believe God will use those. This is a dream that I feel like I couldn't dream up on my own. And it's been over years. It's been over time. And I just get little pieces of it and little pieces of it. And it's like, you pray, God, just give me a sign of what I'm supposed to do and all these things. And then it's like, I am giving you little pieces because if I gave it to you all at once, you wouldn't believe me. I just want to do this well. What do you know about God when he has one of his children say to him, I just want to do this well? What do you know about how God shows up? I know that he says that I'm with you. Like, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Like, if it's a dream I've given you, I'm not going to leave you stranded. And there's going to be times that you want to go and do your own thing. But rein it in. Get it together. <laughs> uh, yes. But also, how else could he also be sitting there with you saying, this is a partnership. Mm. How might the word partnership be a different way to frame this? Of like God giving the calling, giving the dream, showing you little bits and you not having to be the one who has to summon up all this bravery yeah. and strength to just shut down all those emotions of what's wrong with you, girl. Like you say, get it together. <laughs> what's wrong with you? But God is your partner and not only the calling, right? But he's also the partner in sitting there with you in the overwhelm and the scared and the what if I mess up how does that open that up for you the idea of a partnership versus just like all right go have fun and by the way don't have a bad attitude you know be brave and go take care of it well yeah I think it is it's like you can have that courage and you can have that strength because I'm going into battle with you I'm standing beside you because I've told you it's going to happen and so to know that somebody's with you, like when somebody says, I got you, I'm with you. Yes. Like if, you're, if your friend says that, you're like, okay, I can take this step. I can do this next thing because I know that if whatever happens on the other side of it, I at least have somebody else to catch me on the side. And so I think God's like that too, even, even in a bigger way. Right. And obviously you have a lot of talent and passion and and bravery and all of these great things that he's going to need to make this happen. But it's like, God always gives us these dreams that are just a little beyond our ability. They're just outside. When he called the Israelites into the promised land, sent the spies and only Mm -hmm. Joshua and Caleb came back and said, we're going to go right. Everybody else was like, Whoa, that's too hard. That's scary. That's I can't do this. Yeah. But they believed that this dream, God was calling them to it and that he would be the one to fill in that gap. There's always that chasm we have to jump over of faith to make it happen. Going back to what we originally wanted to come from this, what would feel like a statement that you could, again, you may not be able to get this all right this second, but what would be a statement that you could come to that would help you both acknowledge the heart of this, but to also honor the partnership that God is calling you into through this? Staying humble, remembering that it's for his glory and for the good of the people that he's calling close to him. And so much of the other stuff I've done has been about me. Maybe it's not about me. It's not about fame. It's not about making a name for myself. It's making his name known. So what could you do to maybe flesh some of that out this week? What would be helpful for you to do that? 
I've just kind of kept it hidden in my heart. The people that are close to me know and people that I feel would hear my heart and could help maybe move it forward too. To talk about it as if it's something that is going to happen. Talking about it as if it's real. I wonder how this might be helpful moving forward as next steps. What is a small step that you can take to trust this partnership with God? And then what is a small step that you can take to trust in your own bravery to do hard things? How can you build that side of your own ability to endure and persevere? Closing up, what feels like some things that are takeaways for you that are helpful or you want to remember? Just that he's with me, that it's okay to be excited about a dream. And I think the more I talk about it, the less the problems actually don't feel like problems anymore. Hmm. Like the more I'm talking about my dream, the reality of it, that's so much greater than sitting in thinking I can't do this because, 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 because. Right. Another thing that would be helpful maybe would be to say, who will I become through this? I mean, what is this dream going to accomplish for others and God's kingdom and how it will change lives? And what kind of a woman will this whole process shape me to be? Yeah. And I grow into because of this, because of his calling in me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Stacey, for being willing to share with us. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. Something I wanted to address after that conversation with Stacy is this idea of Pakad fear versus Yurah fear. Now, I've mentioned this in other episodes in the podcast, but I want to just give you a brief definition. We go much deeper into this in the Christian Mindset Makeover. We have exercises around it. But really, the difference between these two kinds of fears, as we see used in the Bible, are a leaning into kind of a fear or a wise stepping away from. And let me explain what that means. Pakad fear are those things that we have a reasonable reason to be afraid of. Pakad fear is something that's wise to not do this. It's wise to not go 120 miles an hour on the freeway. It's wise to not touch a hot stove. It's wisdom saying, this isn't a good idea. You probably shouldn't move forward. That's Pakad. And when that happens, we want to be aware of it. And we want to obey it because this is God protecting us. The other kind of fear that we can encounter is your raw fear. And your raw fear is this feeling of something bigger than us, something bigger than who we are and called to be in that moment or who we're able to be in that moment. It's God. It's God's experience. It's God saying, I want to draw you into this, this new vision, this new experience. And it's scary because it's outside of our control. And we know it's bigger than who we are right now. So when we feel that Yurah fear from the Lord, we can know that this is something to lean into, that there may be some pain associated with it and discomfort because it's not always easy, but that like a birth pain, and it is something to lean into. If you've ever gone through the experience of birth, you know that you want to lean into the contractions and not fight them because the contractions are what's bringing the baby into this world. So that's a difference between Pakad and Yurah. And as you were hearing today in that conversation with Stacy. It felt like there was a lot of Yurah fear. I mean, of course, there's always a little bit of of probably both, but what she was really struggling with was Yurah and finding that place of how can I trust myself as I'm stepping out into these areas, but where do I end and where does God begin in terms of what I need to release as I can't take care of this, but I'm partnering with you. We kept using that word partnership at the end. I'm partnering with you, God, to help me accomplish your dream that you've given me. And I think that's really important to understand as we talk about dreams that God gives us is that he's 
not going to just give us a dream and walk away. He's giving us a dream and he's partnering us with us to accomplish that dream, but he's also walking with us. He's there to help us through these fears. He's here there to give us courage. He's there to give us bravery. So we can trust him in those quiet times in our, our spiritual growth moments, which literally is reading the Bible and praying worship, things like that. But we also can build that endurance through our own little ways of finding how we can trust the process, how we can persevere, how we can be strong, because there is a little bit of that that still needs to happen. It's not just God blessing and, and gifting us all these things. These, these fruits of the spirit often come through great endurance and perseverance, which God provides, but we still have to take an active role in it. And so that's why at the end, I was curious to see if some sort of activity or if there was something that she could do to say, yeah, I can do this. I can make this happen. I don't have to be afraid. And look at what I can accomplish when I do persevere, even when I don't think I can and letting that give her courage to go forward. So if that is something that you're struggling with today, first of all, I would, I would encourage you to figure out what might be Pakad fear and what might be your raw fear. And then also to say, what might be what God has wanted me to partner with him on in this? How, what is it that I need to let go of and let him just give me step-by-step along the way? And what is it that I can do to build this muscle of perseverance and endurance as I wait on him and believe in faith that he's going to accomplish this dream. It's really exciting to think about our dreams. And it's really amazing to know that our faith, everything that, that we have today as Christians is because somebody else has shared the faith. Somebody else has taken that risk, whether it's literally to say, hey, this is Jesus verbally, or they've set up a ministry or they have sat with us and read to us Bible stories as little kids or as Christian leaders in a, in a, in a ministry or at a church. This all takes risk. This all takes working through this, this pushing of the Urah. So I would encourage you to not be afraid of it and to trust God with it. Have a great week, friends. I look forward to seeing you back here at the next episode of the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. If this podcast episode encourages you in any way, or if any of the episodes encourage you, can I ask you to please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, however you listen to this podcast, and to please let us know exactly how this episode blessed you and leave a five-star review if it earned it. This lets other women know, hey, this is a great podcast. You can get a lot of great information here and you can be encouraged in the Lord. And that means so much to me. So thank you in advance for doing that. And I look forward to seeing you here next week. Bye-bye.